is like I was just a kid when World War II was over and men began to come home and I'm going to tell you that was the greatest generation and I've been in the trenches with these men we've been there and done that these men have had the joy the joy of preaching teaching baptizing in Jesus name praying people through to the Holy Ghost they've had the joy of loving people loving saints they have dedicated babies they have performed marriages but not same-sex marriages that's all you need to say they have they have built churches they have endured hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ they have been in the war they have seen blood and guts they have fought devils they have fought spirits they have pastored good people they have pastored bad people they've been in the war they've been there and done that I want to tell you something when one of these men when either one of these men when they pass away it'll be like the city library burning down the volumes of books that's in a city library and it burns down it's gone you need to glean young folks from these men while they're with us if they could sit down and talk to you about things they have been through and battles they have fought uh, it would be quite a story it would be quite a story they know what it is to win people and to lose people I'm telling you they've been there and done that but like General MacArthur said when he went to West Point for the last time he was 80 something years old General MacArthur I remember General MacArthur and he was the superintendent at one time of West Point but then he retired and there was a day he went back to West Point and that's when he made that famous speech off of the cuff, unprepared, duty, honor, and country. And in one place in that speech, he said this, this is my final roll call with you. Let me say this tonight, knowing how way leads on to way us six men may never pass this way again we plan on it but we do not know what's on tomorrow and we are passing the torch we're passing the torch the song says one by one we see them cross the shining river they're leaving every moment or two so tonight by God's grace and by God's help I want to talk 
to the next generation on behalf of these old soldiers of the cross. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's praise the Lord. Let's worship. Hallelujah to God. Let's stand and worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I am going to read a scripture from Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 4. This is not my text. And this is not my subject. I'm going to preach a while before I get to my text and my subject. Ecclesiastes 1 and 4. One generation passeth away and another generation cometh one generation passeth away and another generation cometh you may be seated and that's why we are here tonight because one generation passeth away And another generation cometh. One generation passeth away. And another generation cometh. Coming and going. Coming and going. Coming and going. Is all part of life. And it's called transition. Transition. And where if you know it or not. As we sit here tonight. We're in transition. We're always in transition. We're always in transition. But I'm, I, I want to make you conscious of it tonight. I want you to know and to understand that one generation is passing away. And another generation is coming. The dictionary said it is the passage from one state or stage or place to another. It is the passing of the baton. Deuteronomy 31 verses 1 and 2. And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am 120 years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Verse 7 said, And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, he said it. Be strong. Be strong. And I'm repeating these words to you tonight, young folks. Be strong. And of good courage. For thou must go with this people. Be strong and of good courage. It was one generation passing and another generation coming. Then we have in 2 Kings chapter 2, Elijah passing the mantle to Elisha. Then we have in the book of John, uh, verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 7, that uh, Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. And then 
He put the church into the hands of men and he went away. And the church tonight is still in the hands of men. He has trusted us with his most valuable possession, his truth, his doctrine, his church. But we're in transition tonight. An old preacher traveling a lone highway came at evening, cold and gray, to a chasm deep and wide through which was flowing a sullen tide. The old preacher crossed in the twilight dim. The sullen stream held no fear for him. But he turned when safe on the other side, and the old preacher built a bridge to span the tide. Old preacher cried a fellow pilgrim near, You're wasting your time in building here. Your journey will end when the closing day. You never again, old preacher, will pass this way. You have crossed the chasm deep and wide. Why build this bridge at evening time? The old preacher lifted his old gray head. Good friend, my brother, in the path I have come, he said, there followeth after me a young man whose feet must pass this way. This stream, which has been as naught to me, to that fair-haired young preacher, may a pitfall be. He too must cross in the twilight dim. Good friend, I'm building this bridge for him. Let's worship the Lord. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise all. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Then we have in the book of Timothy and Titus, the apostle Paul passing the torch. On to Timothy and to Titus. One generation passeth away and another generation uh, cometh. I want to say tonight to you young men, to you young men and young ladies, to you young men and you young ladies, my generation is passing away we're going the way of all flesh you are soon young men and young ladies you are soon uh, to be the preachers the teachers the pastors the evangelists the leaders the men and the women of the local church I want to cover that again. You're soon to be the preachers and the evangelists and the teachers. But some of you, some of you will be leaders in the local church. Some of you young men will be strong, good young men 
in the local church. And you'll grow old in that church. Some of you young ladies will be fine young ladies married to an apostolic young man in that local church. You're needed. You're needed. You're needed. We put a lot of emphasis on the preacher, but I'm telling you, we need strong young men and young ladies that will grow old in the local church. Find the will of God. Get in that church with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your strength, with all of your soul. And some of you young men will become the preachers of tomorrow and the teachers and the evangelists of tomorrow. You've all got your place. We older men and women will be gone. And we're leaving this church. Hear what I'm saying. We're leaving this church in your hands. And I want to say this. Some of you are sitting out there and you're thinking, when I become, I know what I'm going to do. You're going to find out it's going to be a different story when you stand here someday. When you become an old soldier, when you become a veteran of the cross, it's not like you think it's going to be. I'm going to tell you these men here, I'm telling you, they've been through blood and guts. they fought devils and spirits. Yet at the same time, there's been joy in praying people through, in loving saints and being with them. But I'm telling you what, it is a responsibility and it is a job. We don't need no Pentecostal playboys. We don't need no Pentecostal prissy girls. We, this generation that I'm in, we are going to give you people as saints that you did not win to God. Now we're going someplace. I haven't got to my text yet. We're going, to, we're going to give you saints that you did not win to God. We're going to give you land that you did not pay or pray for. You're going to inherit buildings and churches in Ephesus uh, you did not build. These men have been builders. These men, you, you, you take Brother, brother uh, Johnson here. He was here and built this building. You don't know what building a building and going through a building program is. You're sitting here tonight in this beautiful sanctuary. But I'm telling you, there's been blood and guts and prayer and fasting and money and sacrifice going to this. And Brother Johnny Burgess, you inherited it. And we expect you to take care of it. We expect you to stay in the truth. We don't expect you to go charismatic. We don't expect you to let. We expect you to teach what this good preacher taught you. Praise God. 
Oh, hallelujah. Now, I used Brother Johnny Burgess for a, a, an example. But there's other young men here tonight. There's other young men here tonight. We're leaving you an inheritance. And sometime when you don't pay the price for it, you don't appreciate it. You better appreciate what this generation is living you. You better thank God for this property. You better thank God for the building you have. You better thank God for the saints that you have. We're leaving you an inheritance of a lot of things. You can take these buildings wherever you're from. Texas, Arizona, California, Mississippi, wherever. But someday, those churches, wherever you're from, is going to be handed over to somebody else. Wherever you're at, you better get ready for a transition someday. It's going to happen. I know I'm going slow tonight, but I want to take a hammer and drive this in. This is important. This is important. This is transition. Praise God. There's going to be a transition where you're at someday. And you need to go with the flow. You need to go with the flow. Most of all, we have left you the inheritance of a great revelation of the oneness of God. You know what I'd like to do right now? I'd like to just cut loose right now and preach on the oneness of God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You young people that are here, you're from good churches where they really emphasize the oneness of God. And Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you that you can go online and find some of our so-called Jesus-named churches. And read their whatever you want to call it statement of faith, and it's like they're trying to hide Acts 2:38. You know, coming out here, coming out here from Fresno to Denver on the plane, there was a young lady sitting beside me that uh, she's married and got two children, and she lives there in Fresno, and and she was coming here uh, to Colorado on some business for her company and whatever. And we got to talking, and, and she was talking about the condition of the world, and, and uh, she asked me what I 
did for a living and I told her I'd pastor the same church 41 and a half years got talking I gave her my church card and, 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 and she took it and she looked on that church card and we got Acts 2.38 she said what does that Acts 2.38 say I said you need to go home and read it but it says then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the mission of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost Praise God. You know what I'm doing tonight? I'm transferring to you this Pentecostal flavor. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. I'm giving you an inheritance tonight. Oh, get you a Bible. Oh, hallelujah. Learn it. Live it. Love it. Oh, yes. And by the way, when you get your Bible, get your King James Bible. Glory to God, get you a King James Bible. I'd like to preach on that a while. Get you a King James Bible. Glory to God. It's not electronic. And it's not electronic. Let me tell you something. You see this black book? You need to bring your Bible to church. Sit down and listen to me. I'm telling you what, you don't need to be whipping out your your little whatever you call it, you carry in your pocket, your electronic, whatever. I'm telling you, there ain't nothing like a Bible and reading a Bible and marking a Bible. Hallelujah. Learn it, love it, and live it. Learn it, love it, and live it. Praise God. Get you a Bible. You say, but I got it here on this little pad, whatever that is, Mopad or whatever. But there ain't nothing like a Bible. Hallelujah. So we're leaving you an inheritance of a revelation of a, of a message. Now, we're going to the book of Ecclesiastes again. And we're going to start with chapter 1 and verse 4. Just listen to the good word of God or read along. Chapter 1 and verse 4. One generation passeth away and another generation cometh. Then going to chapter Two. This is Solomon. We're, going, we're headed for our text now and our subject. This is Solomon, and I want you to listen. I feel a teaching spirit on me tonight. Are you listening? All right. This is what Solomon said. You've got to listen to this to get where I'm going. Solomon said, I made me great works. I built me houses. I planted me vineyards. He said, I made me gardens and orchards and I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruit. This is Solomon and his labor and his building and his success. I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. Also, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. Solomon said, 
I gathered me also silver and gold and peculiar treasures of kings. He said, I got me men singers and women singers and the delights of the sons of men. He said, so I was great and increased with more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me. Now, Solomon just give us a list of all accomplishments. And then we go down to verse 18, just a portion, or the whole verse. Yea, I hated all my labor, which I had taken under the sun. I have labored, and I have labored, and I have labored, and I have labored. I'm going to tell you why, he said. I looked around, and I hated it. Why? Because I should leave it unto a man that shall be after me. Now, I'm going to tell you something. These, these, these elders here tonight. Now, these are the elders that's here. But this, these men represent elders across Pentecost. And let me tell you, you come to a certain place and a certain time and a certain age, and you start looking around and you start thinking, you know what? I've got to leave this with somebody. And let me say this. These churches, preachers, don't belong to us. You're saying amen, but some of you don't believe that. You're saying amen, but some of you don't practice that. Look, I'm 75 and still alive. My day, my story is almost told, so I'm going to tell it like it is as I leave. These churches are not baptized in our name. They're not filled with our spirit. They're not washed in our blood. These are God's churches. We don't own these churches. We don't own these churches. You may be seated. And I'm going to say this. You notice I, keep, I say while I'm thinking about it, because when you get 75, you've got to say it when you think of it. Then sometimes you wish you hadn't said it when you thought of it. But anyway, every preacher here, I don't care how young you are, every preacher here ought to have an envelope at home with two or three names in there, or name at least, with, if something happened to you, who would take your church? If you don't have that, you don't love that church like you ought to. Reason I'm looking over here because the preacher's over here. But but, and, and let me tell you, say, but man, I'm only forty years old, or I'm only thirty-five years, old, I'm only twenty-five years old. What about Jason Hood, brother Jason Hood? Just a few months ago in California, a fine young black preacher sitting in a restaurant just fell over dead. It can happen to you. God's not a respecter of persons. I may fall over dead before I leave this place tonight, but I got all my business tended to. You need to think. You need to pray. And then if you're young enough, over the years, you'll change it. I, uh, I pastored 41 and a half years and I had several I changed it every once in a while I get mad at somebody and take their name out <laughs> I 
Praise God. But you, you need to take care of it. I don't care how small your church is. I don't care what. That's a precious commodity that God has given you. You need to think about that. You need to pray about that. Then read known. I haven't got to my text yet. Because I should leave it into the man that shall be after me. Now here it is. Who knoweth whether he be a wise man or a fool? I'll come back to that. Yet shall he have rule over all my life. Everything I've built, he's going to be in charge of it. He's going to have rule over it. Wherein I have labored, wherein I have showed myself wise. Now there's churches here tonight that's in transition. And there's some that if you ain't, you ought to be. Because we have come... You, you, I, I'm 75 years old, man. I feel like I, I could take on any of you boys. In fact, I may just whip the first few rows just to show you what an old timer can do. You don't think I could, do you? I'm telling you, I'd hit the first one so hard the rest of you'd run. But it makes no difference if I can whip all them boys. I'm 75 years old. I got one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peeling. Yeah. Here a while back, I went out to pick me out a place to be buried. They took me down in the cemetery and showed me around. I said, well, I'll take that place. I'm going to tell you, that's a funny feeling. That's a funny feeling. I said, I'll take that one right there. And boy, I felt funny. If it's due over, I'd lay down there and said, Yeah, this is comfortable. I'll take this one. <laughs> and, and, and so I went back up the office and I told that lady, I said, I'll take that, that one down there, number so and so. And she started writing. And that was on Friday. And I said, uh, Ma'am? Do you think you could have that ready by Tuesday? She looked up at me. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. She came to church to see what kind of preacher I was. <laughs> Praise God. I don't care how strong you might be or how good you feel. It makes no difference if you're 25 and pastoring. You need to have something in mind. I'm departing to you tonight wisdom. It ain't my wisdom. I got it. You see these teeth that I don't have this knot on my head? I've been down that road before. Well, they taught me some wisdom with fists. But anyway, it said this. It said, who knoweth whether he shall be a, the man that's following me, if he be a wise man or a fool? So my subject tonight is, now you think I'm going to preach a long time because I just, but I'm not, but I might. <laughs> Our subject tonight is, are we, are you, I shouldn't say we because we is almost through. <laughs> are you going to be a wise man or a fool? I don't like to use that word fool, but I want to drive this home tonight with a heavy hammer. With a heavy hammer. Are we going to be a wise man or a fool? In the book of 
of, of Matthew chapter 7 and verse uh, 24. It says this. The Bible speaks of wise men and fools. It said, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man. Everybody say, a wise man. Jesus is teaching us something here. A wise man which built his house upon a rock, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man or likened unto a fool. Here we've got a picture of a wise man and a fool which built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And sorry to say we've got some churches that are fallen that have fell and great is the fall of them. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's worship God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's thank the Lord for His goodness. Hallelujah. Then we have in the 25th chapter of the book of Matthew, it says five wise virgins and five foolish virgins. So the Bible's got a lot to say about the wise men and fools. But my subject tonight is, are you going to be a wise man or a fool? Are you going to be a wise lady or a fool? Is this next generation going to be wise or are you going to be foolish? We're going to give you people as saints that you did not win to God. Oh yeah, we're going to give you churches that you did not labor for you inherited them i am 75 years old and have seen in my day the wise and the foolish in fact in the office tonight before church we were talking about the wise and the foolish the wise and the foolish one young man recently said that has built a so-called big church let me tell you there's a difference in a big crowd and a big church. He said to a dear saint of God, he said, I didn't mean to go this far. But when you fall off of a ladder, it's hard to catch yourself. I know of one young man, this is several years ago, talking about one of our elders out in California. He said, why don't that old man give up that church and turn it over to a young man? You got that spirit, you don't deserve a church. You don't deserve to preach. And so, that old elder didn't do it, and this young man went somewhere and built a big crowd. But they sup wine. I could go into the whole thing. I'm going to tell you, now I'm talking about in California, in a certain area. Brother Pickle Simon and I, we have known each other since 19, 
62, we have worked together in California for years. I told you that the other day. But there was in his area an elder that was a great elder. And, 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 and built a great church. But he turned it over to somebody else. And I'm telling you, that elder came to my city one day and sat down with me in a restaurant and wept. And he looked across the table. He said, Brother Morton, I'm sorry that I ever turned that church over to so-and-so. Because he's turned out to be a fool. You young men, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that you're inheriting things you did not labor for. Now, some of you have. You've gone and started churches and dug them out. You know what I'm talking about. But somebody's got to inherit these churches. When us elders are through, we don't want to burn them down and say, okay, go start your own church. We don't want to do that. No. There's another church in our country. It was a mighty church. It was a powerful church. It was a big church. It was an apostolic church. Today, they don't even have a congregation because they turned it over to a young man that knew how to do it. But I thank God that among us, there's some young men that's wise and spiritual and understanding and we're going to put it in your hands and everything's going to be all right. I said, everything's going to be all right. But it's up to us if we're going to be a wise man or a fool. I'm thinking about another church. I'm thinking about another church. Man, it was a powerful church. I used to preach at revivals and services and and anniversary service. I mean, man, I I preach everything. Just go, I mean, I was young that day. Just go wild. Just throw your shoe at somebody. Today, it's nothing. It was a big church. It was a great church. But it's nothing. And all of you preachers that's here tonight and some of you saints, you know of in your area churches that's taken the wrong way. But oh, I say tonight, let's wise up. Let's wise up. Let's wise up. I know a church... Right now, right now, right now, I know the the elder that started that church, he was a great man. Oh, he was a great man. (laughs) He started that church. He pastored that church. He done a great job. It was great. He turned it over to another man. And that was a great man, a good man, and he done a great job. He turned it over to another man, and this man was doing a great job. But he turned it over to a young man. <laughs> now it's going the way of the world. I'm telling you, this is no day to say, let's go to the ball game. This is no day to say, let the television come. Let's go to the movie picture show. Praise God. 
This is no day to be letting down. This is no day to say, let's get a ball team. Listen, you young men that's going to be preachers. You, you young men that's going to be, you listen to me. Don't be afraid to pastor your church. Don't be a tyrant. Don't be a lord over God's heritage. That's what the Bible said. Don't be a dictator. There's a, somebody said, well, he's a dictator. There's a difference between a dictator and someone that interprets the will of God and enforces the will of God. There ain't nothing no worse than a preacher, young or old, that stuts around and said, I'm the preacher, I'm the pastor, I'm the... Uh, hey, I'm going to tell you, I know of a deal one time where a good man went to preach for another man. And church started and the music was playing. And, uh, and they were in the office and the evangelist got up to go in church. He said, now wait a minute. And so they waited and finally they went in and the, uh, and, and the evangelist was back there. And the preacher pushed the uh, song leader out of the way. And he said, stop, 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 stop. He chewed them out. He said, now worship God. He turned around to the evangelist and said, how do you like that? That's not the will of God. That's not right. Brethren, we got to be balanced. We got to love people. They're not just money, they're people, they're sheep. They're washed in the blood of Jesus. They're baptized in Jesus' name. They're filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise God. I heard of this. I heard there were some preachers' wives got together. And they, and they talked and said, let's talk to our husbands and get them to change. And one of the preachers' wives spoke up and said, oh no, not me. And that spirit ought to be in every one of you preachers' wives. And you young ladies that's going to be a preacher's wife. Let me tell you, if you can get out of being a preacher's wife, get out of it. If you can get out of being a preacher, get out of it. But the callings of God are without repentance. If God calls you, you got to do it. But don't, don't, don't do it on your own. Make sure God's in it. And let me tell you something. Don't marry a girl that hadn't got it in her heart. And girl, don't marry a young man that ain't got it in their heart. Like Brother Godair said, throw it down, throw it down, throw it down. I'm telling you that a preacher's wife can make or break a preacher. There's some preachers today that's not fulfilling the will of God because of a wife. But on the other hand, there's some real good ones. In fact, they're better than that. Yeah. They say behind every good man, there's a woman. A good woman. Well, I got to thinking about that. And I thought, well, how did I turn out so good? (laughs) That's a lesson for another day. Because I pastored a woman-run church, that's why. 
You believe that, don't you? I, I got to get some steam up. Praise God. Praise God. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, let's worship the Lord God Almighty. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, one of these days, somebody is going to inherit these works. Many, many, many years ago, these works were started and built. And some of them have built into great churches. I don't care if it's a small church, it's a great church. If it's an apostolic church. You saints that's here tonight that's from, maybe from a small church, love that church. Love that pastor. You're in the will of God. Stay there. Praise God. And to you young men that's going to be preachers, when you're pastoring a church someday and a saint from another church shows up, this is the way you do it. You go to them and say, praise God, how are you? Uh, whose church you go to? Oh, I go to brother so-and-so's. Does he know you're here? Well, no, we just thought we'd come to church over here tonight. You got church tonight? Yeah. You say, well, I, I want you to know that really you don't belong here on your church night, and I will be calling your pastor. And preachers, if you're not doing it that way, you're not doing it right. That's right. And if you're a saint of God and there's a preacher somewhere else trying to woo you to their church, that's not the kind of preacher you want. And let me say this. You can build a big church and a great church without compromise. I'm telling you, Brother Johnny Godair did it in North Carolina. Without compromise. This church here. That's right. All these men. Praise God. Well, this is fun tonight, isn't it? Glory to God. And you say, well... I wish you'd hurry up because I'm hungry. I'm feeding you right now. I'm feeding you. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. Glory. Praise God. In 1 Kings chapter 12, it tells, the Bible says, He... Rehoboam, he forsook, listen to this, this is in here for a reason. The Bible said he forsook the counsel of the old men. It's in every generation to think they can do it better than the old men. I remember when I was just a saint in the church and sitting under my pastor, I thought, boy, I'd do it this way and that way. I found out, boy, he was right. That's right. It said uh, that he forsook the counsel of the old men which they had given him. The counsel of the old men. They had given him counsel and wisdom and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him. They ain't nothing like a bunch of young preachers getting together, just young fellas. I'm talking about just young fellas. Getting together and, and all of them talking, tell them how they can do it. 
right. But let me say, I want to balance this. We got some fine young men. We got some fine young ladies. Let me just set your mind at ease. These brethren and myself, we're not afraid to leave this church in the hands of the next generation. We're not afraid. I'm telling you, everything's going to be all right, brethren. Praise God. We're not afraid. Sit down. But like Brother Tommy Jackson preached the other night, we got to preach the same things over and over and over and over. And I'm just doing it over and over and over. I, I, I'm hammering this just in case there's somebody among us that might decide to go charismatic someday. If it's in your heart, in your spirit, you better get it out tonight. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. So he forsook the counsel of the old men. There's a proverb that says uh, that that, uh, old men for counsel, young men for war. And that's right. Old men for counsel, young men for war. Let me say to you young preachers, you need to latch on to an elder. And it needs to be your pastor. Now, if you're already out pastoring in, 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 in the work of God, and your pastor is your pastor. But you can learn from places you go. I, I had the privilege of sitting under such good men. I really did, and I, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I evangelized for nine years. Had the, the opportunity and the privilege. When I went there, I wanted to learn. I didn't want to tell them. I wanted to learn from them. But old men for counsel, young men for war. Praise God. You take in the United States, the it's these old, oh, I just thought of something. These old generals, they need to listen to them. But it's the young men that takes the, the rifle and goes to war. And I'm telling you, we got a problem in the White House right now. He doesn't listen to his generals. He doesn't listen to his generals. He listens to those around him. And that's why America's in trouble tonight. Oh, yeah. Don't be a fool and try to change the doctrine of the oneness of God in Acts 2.38. Don't be a fool and try to change holiness within and holiness without and separation from the world. Don't be a fool and say ladies can start wearing pants. That's right. Don't be a fool and say, well, I think the ladies can trim their hair now. I'm going to tell you what's in Pentecost. It's probably in here tonight. I'll turn my head so I can't see. All this dyed hair. If you're a man or a woman, you got dyed hair. You need to go home and wash it out tonight. 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 
I'm telling you. Praise God. Man, I like to, I feel like talking about that a little while. Now, you may be seated. Let's play like this is Wednesday night Bible study, and I just thought of something. Praise God. I was plowing along there, and I hit a stump. I'll go back and hook on to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody say, praise the Lord. You're saying, hurry up, Brother Morton. I am. Are you listening in a hurry? And I'll preach in a hurry. Hey, let me tell you. This is just one scripture. The Bible says in Proverbs 16 and 31, the hoary head, which is means gray. In the Hebrew, it said gray. All right. The gray head is a crown of glory. If it be found in the way of righteousness, it's a crown of glory. And then I don't know what this says, but I'll turn there. 20 and 29. If it don't work, we'll go somewhere else. This is Wednesday night Bible study. 20 and 29. It said the glory of young men is their strength. The beauty of old men is their gray head. Oh, yeah, that's good. Revelation 1 and 14. Let's see what that says. I don't know what it says. We'll find out. This is Wednesday night Bible study. I'm telling you, I'm teaching you young men something right now. This is the way you build a church. Yeah, Wednesday night Bible study. Oh, I'm going to say this. Boy, I hate, I really don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it, and I don't want to offend nobody and, 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 and whatever, but I'm going to tell you something. I realize in some cases it is a necessity. You understand? A necessity. But if it ain't a necessity, you need to have church on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Unless it's a necessity. Yes, I'm telling you, there's, uh, we're cutting down on revivals. You know, just having church on, 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 on service nights. And, and uh, you may be seated. Standing up ain't going to get me through any sooner. So you must. Everybody say praise the Lord. Well, let's shout a little bit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. What a thought. Jesus, full salvation, bro. Praise his name in the dance. That's what we done. Praise his name in the dance. Praise his name in the dance. Glory to God. Praise God. You may be seated. Now, some folks said, well, for me to shout, I got to feel it. Well, the Bible says... Praise, now he listen, praise his name in the dance. Brother Johnson got up here and I said, let's praise his name in the dance. So we just praised his name. Praise God. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. See, knowing how way leads on the way, I may never pass this way again, so I got to dump everything here tonight. No, boy, I'm glad I found this. Oh, this this going to work. This is talking about Jesus. Is he our example? Are we Christians? Does that mean Christ-like? Well, let me tell you what Christ is like. In Revelation 1 and 14, I'm still on that diet hair. Because I was plowing along there. You young men, you got to be sensitive. And I, I, I hooked on to something there. So I got to get my Ford diesel pickup and go back and pull it out. Sit down. I'm preaching. Glory to God. All right. I might as well teach all the doctrine. Listen, it takes repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Now wait to get in the church. That gets you in the church. But if you're going to get to heaven, you've got to have a Ford pickup to get there. <laughs> Glory to God. You may be seated. Praise God. Now, I don't want to start no fusses here tonight. <laughs> I was down in Louisiana preaching. There's a couple old boys got into it over, over a Ford and Chevrolet pickup. And finally, one of them just said, just go get your chain and we'll have a pulling contest. <laughs> hey, let me read this. I'm getting off here. <laughs> hey, we're to be Christ-like. It, it said in verse 14 of chapter 1, it said, his head. And his hairs, his hair, what was it? Were white like wool, as white as snow. That's talking about the Lord. You'd be disappointed if he dyed his hair. Yeah, all through the Bible. Hey, gray hair is of the Lord. It's found among the righteous. If you're dying your hair, you figure it out for yourself. It's found among the righteous. I know this may be offending somebody tonight, but you may take it as a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated. Thank God. This this looks like a I sort of say jewelry. Jewelry free conference. What I'm saying, you young men taking these churches, let me tell you, sometimes you need to take a church and and you need to change some things for the good. Don't be in a hurry. Let me tell you a fault among young men. They they don't want none of their buddies to come over and preach for them and they got this and got that. You just tell their buddy, I'm working on this and that. And if they don't want to be your buddy, they can go buddy somewhere else. That's right. Use wisdom. 
Use wisdom. Use wisdom. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, where was we at? Now look, I don't want anybody shouting. I don't want anybody hollering. I don't want anybody saying amen. Be quiet. If you holler amen, you're going to get embarrassed. I'm going to tell you something. We got a problem on our hands. And that is the same sex marriage. Nobody say nothing. That ain't nothing to shout about. It's something to listen about. The Bible said we're to be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We're not going that way. Don't say nothing. We're not going. Don't anybody say anything till I say you can say it. Man, I feel like I'm pastoring again. No. We're not going that way. We're not compromising. But we've got to use wisdom. Wisdom is not compromise. I'm telling you, this generation, you're going to grow up, your kids, it's going to be bad on your kids growing up. They're going to grow up in a world in this same-sex marriage. It's going to be a bad... We've got... Don't accept it. Everybody say amen. You feel better now, don't you? Let that steam off. Oh, let's raise our hands and worship God. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you, we all, I'm talking about we all, even us so-called elders, whatever we are. I know one thing, our story is just about told. But, but we all need to be under subjection to somebody. That's right. Elder Paul Price, he's 90-something years old. But boy, his mind is as sharp as a tack. He, he can't hardly talk. He had a stroke in his, in his throat. But I'm under subjection to him. I'm telling you. I made a big, big decision a few years ago. I would not do it until he told me I could. And one day he called me and said, you can do it. And he didn't do it in this way. Well, go do what you want to. If you want to do it, go ahead. And... No, if he'd done it that way, I wouldn't have done it. When a pastor does that to you, saint, they're telling you, just go do it your way. Go ahead. It's, it's not my, I don't have my blessings on it, but just, just go ahead. I've done that, Pastor. Yeah, but we need somebody in our life. And this council of elders business, either it is or it ain't. And I'm telling you what, I've had too many. I, I can't tell you of the situations I've had. And, and I've judged it one way. They said, well, I'm going to get me another council of elders. That's right. I'm telling you. I remember a, a young pastor come to me one time. And really, he did not have a pastor. I mean, it was a, it's a long story. I ain't going to tell it. And, but he come in, him and his wife said, would, could, would you be our elder? Would you? Yeah. And I'm telling you, the guy was building the church and winning people and making my tongue fall out. But he came to me. After about a year, there was something I need to talk to him about. I wasn't mad. I wasn't red-faced. I wasn't upset. I wasn't, I just going to talk to him. 
And he sat there and they's listening. This is exactly the words he said when he, I got through talking and, and talking to them about something. He looked at me and said, well, I'm going to get me another elder. He's backslid today, lost out with God. I could tell you other stories. I'm telling you, preachers, we've got to have somebody in our life. And you don't go choosing your buddies. You don't go choosing your buddies that's going to do it your way. If you're going to be a council of elders, you've got to tell it like it is. You've got to tell it like it is. Are we going to be a wise man or a fool? Who knows the man that cometh after me? If it be a wise man or a fool. I'm telling you, it must tear a preacher's heart out to turn the church over to somebody and watch that somebody tearing it down brick by brick by brick by brick by brick by brick. I ain't going to stand by. I'm going to scream and holler and kick. I'll come up from the grave. I'll resurrect something. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah to God. Let's praise the Lord. Glory to God. Come on, let's worship the Lord God in Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. I want these elders to come back up here tonight and line up again right Right behind me. I'm headed for a close. Right up here. I thank God for these men. I love these men. I love these men. I love these men. Praise God. Now I want to tell you something about these men. If we, if we got into a good discussion, there's things that we don't see just alike on some. But I want to tell you, on the basics, we do. All of us. We may pastor a little different, do a little different here, but we believe in one another. Praise God. I thank God for these elders. I thank God that I can stand here with them. I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord. One generation passeth and another generation cometh. Let's stand and lift our hands and worship the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Listen to me just a minute. I just felt this and we'll see. Would one of you elders, brother... Moody, have you got anything you want to say? Add or take away. You got anything, brother? You got anything, brother? They just said amen. They're with me. Hey, we're passing away. But I've, brother, I have confidence. <laughs> I have confidence in the next generation. Brother Pickle Simon, we've been together a long time. Let's go all the way. Let's go across the finish line. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God.
Glory to God. You young men that's not going to be preachers, be strong young men in the church. Grow old in that church. Stand by that preacher. You young ladies, be good young ladies. Grow old in that church. Dress like your pastor's wife. Don't be a problem to the pastor. We need some good young men and older men and women in our churches. We need some good preachers and evangelists. Jeremiah 6 and 16 in closing, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, the old paths. Where is the good way? Walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. But I'm in a congregation tonight that's not saying, We will not walk therein. They're saying, We're going to go all the way with you. We're going to come on, let's raise our hands and worship God. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Sing it. Without the music, without the music, sing it. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Sing it with all your heart. 